This week's episode is sponsored by Stand for Socks. Stand for Socks seeks to change the world through the hidden power of socks. Buying one pair of socks can vaccinate free children against measles, to giving a pair to a homeless person and more. Changing socks from a boring afterthought to the most important way to start your day by selecting what cause you stand for each day. Visit www.stand4socks.com to find out more and make a change today. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 12 of Nanny Life, Conversations with Luna Child. Can you believe it's already the 1st of February? This year is going so fast, and I feel it it does, the older you get, the faster it goes. My weeks at the minute, you know, one day it's Monday, and the next, like today we're on Thursday, and I'm like, oh, where did this week go? Especially because I'm always so busy. It really does fly by. Um... I would be interesting to know if any of you also saw the beautiful supermoon that we had last night. It was a really, really powerful um, eclipse. It was called something like a blue blood super eclipse full moon or something. And I know that, especially if you're a woman, you would have felt some of the effects of this moon over the past week as it led up to yesterday. And children as well, you probably noticed that the children that you care for were a little bit crazy, as they normally are around a full moon, but even more so yesterday because it was so intense, it just intensifies everyone's emotions and behaviour. And I know I'm quite glad that even though you can still feel the effects a couple of days after the moon, we will you know, soon not be feeling any of the effects anymore because it's been a bit of a crazy week for me as well. Um, but yes, it was, it was very beautiful nonetheless, which is awesome. And it was the first one in something like 37 years. So it was a very, very special, special occasion for that to happen. Um, this week's topic is focused around what to do when you hit the wall. And this, this can apply to anything in life, almost like a, have you heard the term writer's block? So if you just feel like you're hitting a brick wall, you're not moving forward, you're stuck, everything's kind of stagnating around you and you don't know what to do. So putting this into a perspective of a private home, working as a nanny, this used to happen to me quite often and the final time that it did happen was the time where I realised there wasn't much else that could be done for me to get myself out of this situation apart from to leave the career in general. So what I mean by hitting the wall is when you go to work each day and you're fed up of the same routine, you're getting bored, you have no motivation to create fun activities, you have no ideas, you just have no drive anymore. And it won't last. I mean, it's not something that will go on forever, but I'm sure you can relate when I talk about, you know, you're on a play date and you and the other nanny, of course, just want to sit and have coffee and have a chill time for an hour whilst the children play. But you become so bored and you're telling each other, you know, I'm bored, I'm fed up of this. I'm losing all motivation to to come to work in the morning. If you actually live in the house, if you're living nanny, you're already at work. So that can be quite tough as well because it's almost like you feel you can never switch off. So... A few examples for me and ways in which I used to turn it around to try and help some of you out there that are currently going through this are 
back in the early days, so my early 20s, if I would hit the nanny wall, I would spend a good couple of hours once or twice a week looking into more fun age-appropriate activities. And I know this is this can be, you know, oh, that's part of the nanny's job anyway, which it is. But I think sometimes you need to think outside of the box and the usual arts and crafts just aren't cutting it anymore. You know, they're not doing... Uh, they're not helping you or the children to have more fun, to be less bored. And also this, this kind of comes with the dreaded school holidays. You know, I'm sure that... We're all very guilty of having those moments where we dread the holiday season coming up because if the family don't go away, it's like, what do I do with them for 10, 12 hours a day? Different age ranges, you know, different needs, different personalities, and there's only you. How are you going to fulfill those demands for those children? So planning in advance for holidays especially is so crucial, I feel, because it helps to prevent you hitting the wall midweek when the children are off and it's all going crazy and all hell breaks loose and you just don't know what's going on anymore so planning in advance and there's so many great resources these days in terms of where you can find tips and seek advice and get new ideas I'm sure that pretty much 90% of you already use Pinterest it's incredible and we also have our own board on the on the, with the lunar child that you can check out for ideas there's also ways in which you can try and really utilize your skills and your interests into the the workplace so for example if you enjoy being outdoorsy um, one thing that I used to love doing and a few of my nanny friends still do is geocaching and if you haven't heard of this it's a really cool app that you can download on your phone it's basically a, an adult treasure hunt but if you have children with you that's fine it's not really for children to do alone under the age of like 15 but you go out and you find little caches using coordinates and solving clues along the way and there's some caches which are all part of like a, um, a group that you have to find like five in one or something and it's worldwide when I when I did troubleshooting in Dubai I took the children geocaching and it was so cool to find a geocache in Dubai and when I lived in Switzerland we used to do it by the lake and there was loads hidden and it was just so cool to go out with um, a few other nanny friends and take the children and go and find these geocaches now, sometimes they don't always have things hidden in them. So it might just be, it shows you on the app. Um, again, I'll put the details in the bio of this podcast. But it shows you if it's a micro one, which is a very, very tiny, tiny cache. It might just have a little scroll in where you can write your initials and the date and where you're from. Or it might be a large cache, which is like a like a Tupperware box size that's fully fully locked um, to prevent water getting in and people have left coins or key rings or a pen or just something like a small gesture and they say if you do take something out to leave something in but I remember in Switzerland we would find thing, coins from all over the world and the, the children found it very very interesting and also it gets them out of the house especially if it's a nice day gets them some fresh air and you're exercising as well because you're walking around to find these caches. So that was always one of my go-tos because I would actually geocache outside of work. It was a, a hobby of mine that I enjoyed doing personally. 
And also, you know, look at what resources you can really use. Look at your surroundings, your environment. If you're in the countryside, you know, research specific activities to do in the countryside. There could, there could be a lot that you could do in terms of visiting farms and using um, nature resources to do crafts, those kind of things. But also, again, going back to planning, because it's so key, even if you just do like a spider graph, I'm a huge fan of spider graphs. That's how I plan a lot of my things. Um, you can use that and say, you know, this is the plan for January, February, March. And if you plan in advance, not only can you reuse these plans and keep them as part of your nanny portfolio, which is very important when you're going for interviews for new positions, but it will help to keep you on track. And the parents will really appreciate you saying every single week, okay, this is the plan for this week of January or February or whatever. And they will see, right, she's she's switched on, she's organised. Even if the children, say the children have a very, very busy schedule and they're in private school and they barely get time to even eat their dinner and shower, let alone do anything else. Then, I, you know, it's, it's fine to not have such an in-depth outlook on the month in terms of planning what you will do. But you can work around that. And if there is a day where they finish school a little bit earlier, you know, rather than them just sat watching TV or playing on the iPad, maybe do an hour of something fun that everybody enjoys. Whether it could even be cooking. You know, cooking has never failed for me as a nanny. They always wanted to cook, especially baking. It was something they really, really enjoyed. And it did help with the children's eating. You know, if they've created it, they want to try it. Even if they just tried it and didn't like it, it's fine. They still tried. So incorporating that as well, it's bringing in different aspects and different ways in which you're really using your knowledge and your initiative to create fun activities. Almost like being a teacher. You know, if you have any teacher friends, as I do, you've seen the extent of how much they have to plan in advance. You know, you're talking seasons in advance they have to plan. And they use so many different aspects to make it fun and engaging and educational. But it's part of their job. Now, I know lots of nannies that earn way more than a teacher for doing a lot less. So I think as a nanny, it's our duty to provide these children with as much as we can to engage them and build upon their creativity and their imagination because that's one of the reasons that we're hired. You know, it, it takes a very special person to be a nanny. And if you can't be creative and think outside the box and, and actually want to do these kind of things, you should really question the career that you're in because it may not be for you if you can't be a part of these simple activities. Now, taking a step back, I know we all have down days where we really don't want to do much else. And... I think one of the aspects of losing the drive and losing the motivation in a nanny job is, say if you have a child that's at school or is at nursery and you have some free time, or maybe they're at school all day. I, I remember I had a role once and the children were at school until five, six o'clock in the evening. So all day. At first, you know, I, I thought it was the best thing ever. I could get out of bed when I wanted to. I would potter around in the allotment and get vegetables to make soups, and which was great because I loved cooking. 
but I slowly started to get so bored that I even lost the motivation to do anything exciting with them when I did have them around, when it was the holidays or they were off school for a day for whatever reason. And you can get stuck in that rut and you need to pull yourself out of it because it will start to be noticed by the parents. And even the children, you know, children are so susceptible to picking up on people's emotions and the way that we feel that if you start to show lack of interest in them and maybe you don't even realize you're doing it it's just it just so happens that when you go to work every day you're giving off these vibes and these this energy that you'd rather be somewhere else and you're very very bored so it really is important to work out a strategy and it doesn't take long you know you can write down things that you think the children will enjoy for their age range and I mean, I'm not even going into the whole thing about milestones and you know all of this, even though there are more and more parents looking for that these days. A lot of parents still just want somebody that can be fun and be silly and sing and dance and do amazing creative things, which doesn't have to mean that you've had a degree in expressive arts or anything like that just means that you really enjoy the job that you're doing and you're there to add value to the children's lives each day. Now, one thing that struck me a few weeks ago that I actually saw on one of the Facebook groups um, for nannies was a nanny that was asking for help with regards to what she could do with the children because the family she was working for said that she couldn't have any kind of budget for arts and crafts she just had to work with what they had. And the, the sense that I got was this family weren't doing this because they were, they were lacking in the finances department at all. It was just one of those cases where they weren't being very flexible with regards to what the children needed and what she needed. I mean, it's so cheap these days to buy, you know, basic craft supplies, paintbrushes, paint, glue... And this, this poor nanny was just like, can somebody help me? Because I can't, you know, she actually wanted to use her own money to buy the children some things just to do so that they wouldn't get bored. And I know that, like, any good nanny should be able to do these kind of things without a monetary budget. But there are times that you do need to have some essentials in a box, you know, the arts and craft box. That was always one thing that I would ask when I would go for interviews, I would say do you have an arts and craft box? And they would say, oh, yes, we have this. They enjoy doing this. They like playing with this. And this is where we keep all the baking supplies. So they would show me, so I would be able to suss out, right, okay, they've got this, this, this. This is what I would be able to create from these crafts. And you can also, like I said, you know, Pinterest, download worksheets, download ideas. I know a favourite of mine was the boredom jar where... You would get lollipop sticks, paint them, and you would write activities on that the children could choose if they were bored. Keep them in a mason jar. So if it got to that point where they were bored and you were too busy to do something with them, say if you were making dinner and they needed to be able to do something by themselves if they were of that age, they could just choose a stick from the boredom jar and do it themselves. It didn't always work. <laughs> Sometimes things don't. And especially as the children get older, they can be so fussy I mean, especially when all they want to do is watch TV and be on the iPad. It's so much harder these days to really turn things around and distract them. And that's why it's great to start young because 
you really can mould them into using their own imagination, their initiative to create something with you that they will be very proud of. So that's that's one key, I think, as well, if you ask during interviews about a budget for um, craft supplies, baking supplies, activities, trips. You know, it doesn't have to be huge, but just something because regardless of how many tricks you have up your sleeve or what's in your nanny bag, you will hit the wall at some point and you just can't carry on and you need a way to be able to snap out of it. Now, another great aspect, which I think is such a wonderful idea, is to find yourself a nanny mentor. So this is slightly different to the coaching mentor that we talked about a few weeks ago on the show and that I did the blog post on with VIP coaching and mentoring. They specialize for helping you within a private household situation. And a nanny mentor could be somebody that is, maybe even somebody that you work alongside. If you have a nanny friend that's been in the game for 10 years, ask her advice, ask her opinion on situations from a professional level as well. And maybe get her to go over your your ideas and your schedule for activities and what you'd like to do and ways in which you'd like to maybe incorporate educational uh, beneficial activities it doesn't always have to be like that you know it it can be non-educational but well not that it's not because children learn from everything you know they learn from a trip to the post office so it is still educational but I mean like following a government structure from these websites that you can get online with regards to a child's developmental milestones but really really use the advice of somebody that has been in it for a long time because they will want to share this with you I know I still give advice now and I I really enjoy it because you've when you've worked so hard and for so long in an industry it's nice to be able to give back to somebody that's just starting out to help them to tell them what they can do in situations like this and If there's nothing they can do, then, as I mentioned earlier, they probably shouldn't be a nanny. But there are people that you can talk to that are maybe retired now and will tell you, you know, really back to basic advice and key points that you can use as part of your foundation for being an awesome nanny to really help you daily to not get to this stage where you where you hit this wall and there seems like there's no way over it especially if you have parents that are on your back or the child's behavior is terrible or the mum's around none of these factors help the situation so having these activities and some kind of structure daily or weekly even will really help everybody involved If this is something that you feel you could really use in your life and you would really benefit from, then do please send me an email. It's lucy at lunachildcollective.com and maybe I can match you up with somebody that's still a nanny or an ex-nanny that can, you know, just maybe speak with you once a month, give you some guidance and advice, ways in which they used to work through things such as hitting the wall and, you know, craft ideas, activities, day trips, whatever it may be it could really, really benefit you and enable you to get that spark back into your nanny life again because we do lose it. You know, as as awful as it sounds, working with kids isn't an easy job and you really have to be passionate about this career choice. 
otherwise it will just drain you. So if you feel like you're really kind of like sliding off track at the minute, don't worry, it's completely normal. We've all been there, including me. And I will try and set you up or match you up with somebody that is willing to just share their thoughts and advice on your situation and give you tips and pointers on how you can manage this and get that get that spark back and really benefit the children that you're looking after. And also, I'm sure it won't go noticed with the, with the boss as well, the bosses, the, um, the parents. I'm sure that they'll pick up on it if you suddenly say, right, we've got an overhaul. This is what we're going to start doing to prevent this, this, and this. And I'm sure that you'll notice a change in all areas, such as behavior and moods and the, just the atmosphere in the house. You know, if you're feeling miserable and down because you don't know what to do with them, you have no initiative, no drive, it will start to be noticed. And that's not what you want. Um, so yes, so it would be great to hear from you guys. We have a couple of interviews coming up in the next few weeks, which will be really, really exciting. We have a current nanny on. Um, she will be coming on the show in uh, two weeks, I believe, which will be great to interview her. And also some exciting news regarding a summit, which I will be a part of in March. It is in the USA, but it will be featured worldwide. So I will make sure that I remind you guys closer to the time, and I will include the link as well. It's, um, it's all about raising toddlers courageously and confidently, mainly aimed at parents. But of course, if you are a nanny, you spend a lot of time with these children. So it'll be great for you guys to listen in and relay the information back to the parents and take some of this information that we discuss on board as well so i'll definitely send you guys the link and you can check that out and i believe that it's been featured at the end of march so still a few weeks away yet but all information will be re revealed closer to the time but that's very very exciting news um so once again thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast if you have any suggestions please do send me an email and also guys it would mean a lot if you could rate the podcast and review and leave a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes or whichever way you listen to this. I would just love to hear what you guys think and your feedback. And once again, thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and I will speak to you guys next week. <laughs>